We shall read this morning from Genesis. Genesis chapter 22. We shall read from verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord. For because thou hast done this thing and hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, that in blessing I'll bless thee, and in multiplying I'll multiply thy seed as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is upon the seashore, and thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. Ibrahimu naim sa masoge natunura irada benyumawe indigen sadja nge kwati dwam chisaka na mayembe gayo. Ibrahimu nagenda natuare indiga najuwayo okwechiwebwayo echokewa mchifocho mwanawe. Ibrahim natume chifecho edinyariacho ya kuwa hile ngawe chayo gerwa nereronti kurusoziru wa mkama chirira wa. Nemaraika wa mkama na ita Ibrahim omurundi ogoku wiringa ima muguru na yogeranti nereidenze ka bayogera mkama kubango okoze wotyo noto njima mwana wo o mwana wo o mu okuwa okuwa mkisa na kuwango mkisa no kuongera na kuongera ngako ezaderio nge mnyenye ezo muguru irango msenyu oguri kutare kutare lye nyanja era ezaderio barilia omriyango ogwabarabe babwe I think that's all. It's even 17. Yeah, read 17 too. Genesis 22, verse 13. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. You may be seated. I want us to share this morning on this subject of possessing the gate of the enemy after trial. Amen. Amen. Possessing the gate of the enemy after trial. Now in this story we see how Abraham was tested. Abraham is a type of the bride. 
He is a type of a true believer. He is our father of faith. Because Abraham is just like you and me. Abraham did not have anything to merit him before God. He was just a man of like passion like you and me. But the Bible says in Genesis 12 that God appeared before Abraham and told him, Abraham, leave your country. Leave your kindreds. Leave your father's house. Come and follow me. I'll make out of you a great nation. And I'll, you'll be, I'll make a great name out of you. And I'll bless you. I'll bless those ones who bless, uh, who, who bless you. I'll curse those ones who will curse you. You'll be a blessing unto me. And Abraham had that voice. And he hearkened to it. And he obeyed it. And he left. The Bible says, he left with his wife Sarah and his father and Lord his nephew. And the Bible says that along the way he lost the father. The father died on the way. And after some time there was a conflict between the servants of Lord and the servants of Abraham. Until Abraham called his nephew Lord and told him, now look here. We are brethren. We should not fight against one another. Choose ye this day. If you choose to go East, I will go west. If you choose to go west, I will go east. But you choose, let us separate. And the Bible says, Lord lifted up his eyes and he looked at the plains of Jordan. That those plains were well watered. There was plenty of pasture for his animals. And he decided to go east. But Abraham remained in Canaan land. In the plains of Mamre. And the Bible says, immediately they separated. God appeared to Abraham the second time. Amen? Amen. He had appeared to him the first time and called him out of his country. But then, if you read Genesis chapter 13, 
I think it is verse, let me see. Verse 14. Verse 12, it says, Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain. And pitched his tent toward Sodom. But the men of Sodom were wicked and sinners before the Lord exceedingly. And the Lord said unto Abraham, after that, the Lord, after that Lord was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes and look from the place where thou art northward and southward and eastward and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed forever. Nabantu abom sodomabari babi erabononi nyeni mumasoga mkama mkama nagamba ibrahimu mkama nagamba ibrahimu ruti weyamara okwa okana na yenti yimsaka kano amasogo otunurengo ima mchifo mori obuchika bwakono no wadyo nebuvanjuba nebugwanjuba kubanga ensiyo na joraba ndijuwagwe nezaderio emirembe jonna Erandi fura neza dedio ngenfufu eyo kunsi erango muntu ngo ero muntu bwayinza okubala enfufu eyo kunsi era neza dedio lidibarika Amen Amen The calling of Abraham okwitwa kwa Ibrahim was to Abraham alone kwali kwa Ibrahim yeka and his wife Sarah because God appeared to Abraham but the prophet says of course Sarah is, was part of Abraham so the calling was for Abraham and his wife Sarah only but then Abraham had to carry his father and he carried Lot. And God could not bless him. When he had those others. But when he separated with them. Then God appeared to him the second time. And the prophet said. God's word. Calls for total separation from unbelief. Do you want to see the blessings of God? Do you want to see God walking with you? Separate yourself from unbelief. Separate yourself from sin. Walk with the word of God. There you will see the blessings of God. After Abraham had separated, God appeared to him the second time and told him, look east, look west. Look north, look west. South. All that land, I have given it to you. And the Bible says, after that, God appeared to Abraham the third time. And he told him, Abraham, I think this is chapter 15 of Genesis. I am your shield and you are exceeding great reward. Reward. Ah. Walk before me and be perfect. Amen. Amen. 
God appearing to Abraham the third time. And telling him, Abraham, I am your shield. Oh, what a statement. I am your shield. And you are exceeding great reward. Walk before me and be perfect. In other words, I'm the one who called you. I'm the one who is leading you. Now, put me before you. Amen? Amen. I called you from your kindreds, from your country, from your unbelief, without anything to merit you. God called you and me. We are a type of Abraham. We hearkened to the voice of God. And we came out. Just like Abraham had that voice. And he came out. And now God tells him. I am your shield. And you are exceeding great reward. Walk before me. Put me before you. As I'm leading you. Walk looking unto me. And you'll be perfect. Do you want to be perfect this morning? The Bible says, we should be perfect as our heavenly Father is perfect. And our perfection is derived from looking unto him putting him before us. Just like God told Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. Amen? Amen. God appearing to Abraham, a type of you and me, Abraham having nothing good in him. Just like you have nothing good in you. But because of the grace of God, Abraham picked, God picked on Abraham. Walk before me and be ye perfect. The Bible says, as we have such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin and every weight that easily besets us. And let us run the race that is before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. Jesus, yes, Christo, whom, who appeared to Abraham, because Jesus was that is the very God who appeared to Abraham. Do you believe that? Jesus is our God. He appeared to Abraham. He appeared to you one day. And the Bible is telling us, as we have such a great cloud of witnesses, people like Abraham, the father of faith, people like Job, people like David, all the old patriarchs, as we have such a great cloud of witnesses, let us 
run the race that is before us by laying aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us looking unto Jesus the author and perfect of our faith he's the one who started that good work you didn't call yourself he called you so look to him Abraham, Ibrahim, walk before me and be perfect. Our victory is in looking unto him. Not looking at the obstacles, the things around us, but lifting our eyes to him. Our prophet talks of a young boy there was kind of uh, a bicycle race. And in that bicycle race, there were so many competitors. Experts in riding bicycles. And uh, they competed. The place was kind of the terrain was not good. There were corners and stones. And, you know. and whosoever would try, he would end up failing. But then there was a, a boy who was kind of amateurish in riding bicycles. He also competed. And he was the best. He was so successful. And the rest of his colleagues, they asked him, how did you manage? Because we know you. You are not as good as we are. And he told them that, me, I observed as you were competing. I looked at you, and when I came, I just sat on my bike because I saw you looking at the terrain and the stones and, and you'd end up failing. But what I did, I looked at the finishing point. I didn't look at all these obstacles. I looked at the finishing point. And when I balanced myself on the bike, I just rode. And that's how I managed. Amen. God wants us to lay aside every weight, all obstacles around us, and look to Him, the author and finisher of our faith. Abraham walked before me. And be perfect. Abraham, look unto me. Brother Abraham preached someone looking unto Jesus. And in that someone, he says, looking is not like seeing. Because looking has more meaning. Looking means to pay attention. Amen. Amen. 
I can tell you see that electric pole. It has wires and wire. But when I tell you, look at that electric pole. It has more meaning. In other words, pay attention to that electric pole. In that electric pole, there are wires which supply electricity, which can light your house, which can give you heat to iron your clothes and cook, and weld and all sorts of things. In other words, look has more meaning. Amen? Amen. See a cow passing. A cow. But when I tell you to look at that cow, pay attention to that cow. It has more meaning. In that cow, there is beef. There is milk. There is cheese and butter. If you skin, it's skin. You'll get shoes, you'll get belts. In its horns, there are buttons. Its dung has manure for your crops. In other words, pay Look unto Jesus. He's your everything. In Jesus, there is eternal life. In Jesus, there is healing. In Jesus, there is provision. In Jesus, there is victory. In Jesus, there is joy unspeakable. In Jesus, there is the resurrection. In him, there is everything. So look unto Jesus. Isaiah said, look unto me, all ye nations, and be saved. Lift up your eyes from your confusion, from the trouble around you, and look unto me. Amen? Amen. Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. Our prophet also preached another sermon. Look away to Jesus. Praise be to God. Look away to Jesus. In other words, get your attention from other things around you. Fix your attention to the Lord Jesus. Get your attention from the situation that you are in. From the symptoms that you feel. And look to Jesus. You know that Jesus is the one? Jesus are the promises that of God. So look away from the frail body that you have, Abraham. 
Uh, Look away from the weakness and the old age and the drooped body of Sarah, your wife. And look unto me. I am God who has given you the promise. Your wife Sarah will produce a child and through that child all the nations of the earth will be blessed. So look away from the situation. Look away from the condition. That's what God wants from us. To look away from the situations around us. Job looked away. When all his wealth was taken away, his camels, his sheep, when he was losing them, you know, almost concurrently, a message would come. You have lost all your cattle. You have lost all your asses. You have lost everything. And then finally they tell him, even your children, they were having a party in their eldest uh, brother's house. And the wind came from the north and hit that house. And the house fell upon them. And behold, all of them have perished. And the Bible says, when Job heard that, he rent his mantle. He covered his head, he shaved his head, and he covered himself with dust. And worshipped the Lord. He said, I came from my, my mother's womb naked. I'll go back naked. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He could not look at the situation. He removed his eyes from the situation, the condition he was in. And he looked at that God. That's the only way he managed to worship and praise God. In such a trying condition. God wants us to take away our eyes and focus them on him. Look away to Jesus. Abraham, walk before me and be ye perfect. I am your everything. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. Do you know that our God who called us from our walks of life he is our everything. He changeth not. Even in hard conditions. Even when you are sick, he is still the same God. Even when you are bereaved, still he is the same God. When you are. As how Job lost his things, he still remains the same. He is the one who can comfort, comfort you and restores you back to the right condition. If you don't look at the situation you are in, rise the ear eyes and look unto the Lord. Amen? Amen. He is our everything. Walk before me. 
and be perfect. Look away to Jesus. Amen. Amen. The prophet says here, in this very message of possessing the gate of the enemy after trial, he says, you know, you know that Abraham is the father of the faithful. And the promise was made to Abraham and, and only being heirs with him through Christ is the only way we receive the promise. The promise was made to Abraham. And the only way we become heirs with him is through Christ. Because Christ is the only way we receive the promise. That's how Abraham received it. It was through Abraham. Now Abraham was just an ordinary man. But he was called of God. And he was faithful to that call. When God spoke to him, he said Abraham never one time doubted that voice. Amen. Amen. He stayed right with it. No matter what the difficult was, he stayed right with it. Amen? Amen. The prophet is telling us that Abraham is the father of the faithful. Abraham is the pioneer of us. We also who have faith like him in our God. So he's the father of the faithful. Are you faithful this morning? So Abraham is your father of faith. Amen? Amen. He's the father of the faithful. And the promise was made to Abraham. Now Abraham was just an ordinary man. But he was called of God and he was faithful to the call. Abraham was an ordinary person. Before God, there was nothing to merit Abraham. Because the Bible says, God called Abraham from the Chaldeans. They were men and women who do witchcraft. They had nothing good in them that would make him there was to be admired before God. To merit Abraham. He was just a man like you. That's why he types the bride. That's why he types a true believer. He was a man like you. Nothing special. He was a sinner. Just like you were a sinner before the calling of God. Amen? Amen. 
You see? Amen. He was an ordinary man. But he was called of God. And he was faithful to the call. Are you faithful to the call this morning? Are you ready to forsake everything? And put it aside. Just like Abraham did. And walk before him. Looking to him only, just like Abraham did. When you do that, then you'll be Abraham will be your father. As far as faith is concerned. Amen? Amen. He was the father of the faithful. And he was Faithful to that call. When God spoke to him, Abraham never one time doubted that voice. Amen? Amen. He stayed right with it. No matter what the difficult was, he stayed right with the voice. Abraham never doubted God. He never doubted that initial voice of God. I don't know how, Abraham, how God appeared to Abraham. I don't know. Because the Bible doesn't talk about it. Maybe he appeared to him in a vision. Maybe in a dream. Maybe he spoke to him audibly. I don't know. But he's your type, he's my type. Brethren, our callings are quite different. I don't know how he called you. Me, I know how he called me. You also know how he called you. Maybe he appeared to you in a dream. Maybe he spoke to you audibly. I don't know. But the prophet is telling us that Abraham was faithful to that call. And then after that, he kept that voice. And whenever situations would come around him and circumstances, he would remember that voice. That's what kept him. That's the only thing that will keep you and me. Paul said, I know whom I have believed. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know I had him. He appeared to me on my way to Damascus. That experience was mine. I know him. And I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed. In other words, to keep my life. In spite of the troubles, in spite of the conditions around me, whatever will come, I know him. And I'm persuaded that my life is secure in his hands. Somewhere he would say, he who started a good work in me, he would accomplish it. In other words, I may have some failures, some shortcomings, but I know him. 
I had his call. I was convinced by him. And I decided to follow him. And I know that even if I stagger, even if I'm faced with hard conditions, he will see me through. So Abraham stayed with that voice. He never deviated from it. Abraham never one time doubted that voice. He stayed right with it. No matter what the difficult was, he stayed right with it. Brother, sister, that is the only way you'll overcome this world. Knowing that the one who called you, he had the purpose why he called you. He's the one who is leading you. He's the one who knows the way. Let storms come. Let, Let winds wind blow. He's there. He who started that good work, he does not abandon you when you are in difficult moments. He's ever there. Amen. Amen. Hear what the prophet says in this message of looking at the unseen. He says, when a man once catches that vision of the invisible God and know that he's always present, there is something that stabilizes that man's thinking. It stabilizes his actions. And in the time of distress and trouble, it will still make him look upward and above the things that are happening around him. Because he's looking at the unseen, yet by promise. Amen? Amen. Once a man catches that vision of the invisible God, and he gets to know that he's always around. There is something that will stabilize that person. Brother, sister, if you catch that vision of the one who called you, just like Abraham caught that vision and held on, in spite of the conditions, in spite of the circumstances, if you can catch that vision of the invisible God and know that he's always there with you, there is something that will stabilize you. That one is a stabilizer in itself. When the winds will come and shake and the waves you'll be established. That will be an anchor for your soul. 
Because he promised, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you until the end of the world. He who watches over Israel does not slumber. He doesn't sleep. He is ever watching you. David said, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, so does the Lord surround those ones who fear him to deliver them. He's always surrounding you. Once you catch that vision, Abraham caught it. He stayed with that voice. There was nothing that could sway him from that. Amen. Amen. That is the only way he overcame. He looked at that God in every condition, in every situation. And he goes on to say, and then he was promised a son. And he waited 25 years to receive that son. Calling anything contrary to it as though it wasn't so. Calling anything contrary to it as though it wasn't so. Amen. And then, and in this son, all the families of the earth was going to be blessed. And the patriarch was faithful to his call. And the promised word. Amen? Amen. He was an example to what we should be. Now, we being dead in Christ, we are Abraham's seed. Amen? Amen. Abraham was our example. He's our father of faith. He's the father to the faithful. To you and me. And we being dead in Christ. We become Abraham's seed. In other words, God is calling us just like he called Abraham. Leave your country. Leave your kingdoms. Leave your fathers. Abraham, Ibrahim, the Bible says that he staggered a bit. At first, God had told him, Abraham, never leave Palestine. At any cost, stay there. But the Bible says, when there was famine, in that land, Abraham sojourned and he went together to look for food. And when he reached there, the king got attracted in Sarah. And Abraham had to lie him. 
And he told him, this one is, is my sister. So Abraham lied. Abraham staggered. But then after some time, he got that revelation. And he had to stick to that God. In spite of any condition, any circumstance, any situation, his faith was stabilized. And he looked to that God. Whatever came, Abraham was kind of dead. Everything around him. Do you know that God calls us from the world? And he wants us to die. Amen. In Christ. That's what the prophet is telling us. He called Abraham. Abraham. Just like he called you. And he called us so that we become dead. In Christ. Which Christ is the word. And when we die in Christ, then we become Abraham's seed. In other words, God is calling you from your human standpoint, from your, the way you look at things naturally, God is supernatural. He's calling you from your human standpoint to the supernatural realm. Because God is eternal. God is not like man. God is not limited like you. God can do anything that's why he told Abraham walk before me and be perfect in other words the way I do things is not your way you, you, you are a human being brethren we are human God is supernatural he's calling us to die to our natural senses the way we look at things the way we feel what does the word say about the condition that you are in? By my stripes you are already healed. Believers will lay their hands on the sick. They shall recover. When hands are laid on you, God wants you to look at that. To be dead to your feelings. Because you are serving a supernatural God. Who can do anything at any time. Amen. When Abraham got that, he never staggered anymore. One time, a message comes to him that a league of five kings had stormed Sodom and Gomorrah. They had stormed Sodom and Gomorrah. And they had taken captive everybody. Including his very nephew. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when Abraham had that he collected his few servants. 
about 300 of them and he formed an army and he was the commander of that army and he attacked can you imagine a league of five kings have different armies and they have attacked Sodom and taken everybody captive including his nephew. He didn't look at his small number of I believe those people were trained. They were trained soldiers. But the prophet says he says, Abraham, Ibrahim, he just gathered whatever he had. He armed his servants. The prophet says, even rusted knives, whatever he could get, you get a hole. Maybe you'll strike the head of an enemy. You can get a panga. Whatever he had within his means, you can get a fork, maybe you Whatever you get, let us go. Amen. He could not look at the magnitude of the problem. He could not imagine how big that army was. He looked at that supernatural God. He was just like Samson. Samson. The Bible says, Bible when Samson was attacked, Samson by an army of 1,000 Philistines. And they were just advancing. Coming so close to him. One single man looked around and he had nothing. But they were saying that he looked and saw a job. Just picked it. He remembered he was a child of the promise. He had a duty to do. He was born under a promise. He was a Nazarite. And he started on them. One by one. God just gave him courage. He didn't fight that battle. The battle was the Lord's. And he slew. 1,000 Philistines. Brother, sister, God called us out of the world to walk a supernatural walk. Don't look at what is around you. Don't look at conditions and circumstances. Once a man catches that vision of the invisible God, I know that he's always present. Amen. I know that God is always around him. Always surrounding him. Be it what? Let it be any scary situation. That man will overcome it. That woman will overcome it. That's what Abraham did. And the Bible says he attacked that army. He confronted them. And he beat them. I believe it was not Abraham. It was the hand of the Lord. 
And then after that, he rescued Lord. He came with a lot of substance. A lot of loot. Which he had recovered from. That place. With his nephew. And the Bible says. As he was walking back home. God himself. In the form of Melchizedek. He was very happy. Oh my gallant man. A man of faith. Who does not look at condition. Who does not look at circumstances. He hearkened to what I told him. Abraham walked before me. And be perfect. As he was going back home. Melchizedek was ready there. He met him. God in Katonda. the God in that theophany body. He gave him wine and bread. He gave him the communion. Oh, my gallant man, Abraham. A man of faith. A man who does not look at conditions. A man who looks at me. And Abraham gave him part of the tithe. He to him. Part of the loot. Amen? Amen. So that's what the prophet is telling us. He was an example of to what we should be. Now we being dead in Christ. We are Abraham's seed. Amen? Amen. God called us out of the world to die. Amen. Amen. That's why on the day of Pentecost, when they received the Holy Ghost, Peter preached. And they were saying that people were pricked at their hearts. They said, men and brethren, what shall we do? To receive what you have received. And Peter told them, Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the gift is yours and to your children and to as many as the Lord our God Repent. What is repentance? Repentance is regret. To regret of the bad things that you have done. And then get ready to forsake them. The prophet says, Peter gave people who were there an eternal prescription how to receive the Holy Ghost. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It is just like when you go to the hospital and you are sick and the doctor tells you check blood, do this and then after that he tells you you have malaria so he gives a prescription 
go and take panado tgenda o mire panado you after a week you'll be okay so Peter also told people what to do repent regret you must regret some people can't repent where they don't really understand what repentance is you should be ready you should be in your heart regretting your foolishness. The way you have treated God. The Bible says, Godless sorrow worketh repentance. Praise be to God. When you understand that and you sorrow in your heart and say that God, please forgive me. Have mass upon me. I've been walking in my foolishness. I've been offending you. I've been drinking alcohol. I've been uh, committing adultery and this and that. But forgive me and have mass upon me. Then there God will come in and help you. So repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. Baptism is a sign of death. Because the Bible says in Romans 6.3 don't you know that as many as were baptized in Jesus Christ were baptized to enter into his death? Maybe you can read it. You see? It is a type of death. Romans 6.3 Romans 6, 3. Barumi Mukaga Satu. Know ye not that so many of us as we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized into his death? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Amen. Amen. So baptism is a sign of death. A dead person does not covet. He does not last. A dead person does not, he does not slander. He does not backbite. Amen. Amen. He's dead. 
So as we are baptizing you in much water, you are dying with Christ. In other words, you have to regret first. God, I'm very sorry for what I did. I was foolish. I'm so bad before you. I wronged you. After that regret, then you are ready to die with him. Just like he died for you. Christ died in our stead. We were supposed to die for our sins and our trespasses. But that lamb of God, just like Adam was supposed to pay for his sins, but God had to provide a provision, an innocent lamb to pay cover him. So Christ also died in our stead. As we are being baptized in much water, we are dying with him. Lord, I'm ready to So that you give me your life. When God looks at that determined heart, a heart that is ready to repent thoroughly, you know that God weighs hearts do you not God checks the heart when you're going to be baptized in water he has, he has seen you before whether you have repented thoroughly or you're just deceiving so you must be ready to thoroughly repent when you're going in water you should be telling God God help me let me die with you I know you died for me you paid for me I know you'll give me your life so a heart that is determined to that level the prophet says even if people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost right from water as they are being baptized they are receiving the Holy Ghost there is no formula for receiving the Holy Ghost Amen Amen Others receive it just in water. Look at this man whom, who used to give to the Lord and you know the arms and uh, what is it? I'm forgetting. Cornelius. Cornelius. Cornelius received the Holy Ghost even before he went in water. Going in water was just to fulfill God's word. But I believe God looked at his heart and he knew this man has surrendered everything to me. And he filled him even before he was baptized. So, baptism is a sign of death. God wants us to die from the way we look at things. God wants you to die from your human, your natural way of doing things. And take the way of the word. And when Abraham did that, Amen? Amen. When God gave him the promise, he did not look at his frail body. He did not look at the body of Sarah. The prophet says, 
Sarah had reached menopause. Her breasts had drooped. Her heart was so low. Because when she got the promise, she was a woman of 65. When she got the promise, she was a woman of 65 years old. And that woman cannot even have the, the, the... the strength to push a child to deliver. But Abraham, Abraham was dead in Christ. He didn't look at all that. He looked at the promise. And the prophet says he had to stay looking at God who gave him the promise for 25 years. And every year that would pass by, Abraham would consider it as a greater promise. After one year, he would say, God is going to make it even greater. After 10 years, he said, still God is able. The more the years he took, the stronger Abraham became. And the prophet dramatizes it. He says, maybe Abraham would go in a supermarket and he would ask for Booties, how much do you baby show? Baby show in Yamika. And they would tell ask him, Where are you taking them? Abraham, you don't have children. You don't have grandchildren. And he would tell them, God gave me a promise. I'm shopping for my child. And they would laugh and mock. But after 25 years, that promise had to come to pass. Our prophet told us, God had to make sure towards that time of the promise coming to pass, God had to transform Abraham. He had to transform Sarah and he brought them to youthfulness so that they are able to bring that promise to pass. And our prophet told us, God can do anything. You'd rather empty heaven. You'd rather leave heaven empty to fulfill his promise. Amen. So we serve a faithful God. Abraham was dead in Christ. So when God calls us, he expects us to die. Abraham looked at that God. He looked at a God who calls those things which are not as if they God can do anything, brethren. God, who calls those things which are not as if they were, 
This world was not. It existed because of the spoken word. Let there be. Let there be. Whatever we see is through the spoken word. It was not. Abraham was sterile. Sarah was barren. But when Ibrahim, uh, Abraham took God's word and looked unto him, God gave him a son and gave him another child. Even when Sarah died, God gave Abraham many other children. So Abraham, so Abraham called him a God who calls those things which are not as if they were. Amen. It was as if Abraham had children. So that is the God whom we serve. He can do anything at any time. He is never limited. Abraham took him at his word. And if we are the seed of Abraham, if Abraham is your father of faith, God wants your faith to reach that level. The level of Abraham. Amen? Amen. Then after that, the Bible says that God blessed Abraham. After Abraham had received the promise. After Abraham had walked with God. Looking unto him. Getting the promise. Now he tests him. Abraham. I believe when he called him. Because he had stayed with that voice, it was distinct and clear. I believe he recognized it as the very, very voice that spoke to him, Leave your country, leave your country. The same voice speaks to him. Abraham, take your only child. And sacrifice him unto me. In that country of Moria. Mu country. Moria. On the mountain that I will show you. Amen. Amen. The Bible says. Abraham did not doubt. And the prophet says, I believe even Abraham did not consult Sarah to tell her of what God had told him. Because if he had told her, she would have rejected. How can you take that child, a child of the promise, and you sacrifice him unto the Lord? But the prophet says, God told Abraham, he was, the Bible talks of tempting, but the prophet says, it was trying, God was testing him. 
and Abraham took God at his word. He didn't ask any question. He realized I got this child of the promise from the dead. And God is more than able to raise him from the dead. He's the one who gave him to me. I was dead. Sarah was dead. According to the natural standpoint, God gave him to us. So since he has told me to sacrifice him, he is able to raise him. Look at that faith. And the Bible says, he went with his servants. They walked a long distance. And when they reached Moria, God told him there is the mountain. Take him and sacrifice him. And the Bible says, Abraham told his servants, stay here at the foot of the mountain. I and the Lord we are going to worship. And he got a heap of Firewood. Put it on Isaac's back. He got the knife and the fire. And they started ascending the mountain. And when they reached somewhere, Isaac asked the father, Father, I can see the firewood. I can see you having a knife and fire. Where is the lamp to sacrifice? And Abraham told him, my son, God himself will provide the sacrifice. Abraham being a prophet, I believe he was prophesying what God was doing. And he ever said that when there is the top of the mountain, Abraham prepared the altar. He got firewood. He bound Isaac. Feet and hands. Put him on the altar. And he lifted his knife. And the Bible says that before he slaughtered him, an angel spoke from heaven. Abraham, Abraham, don't do anything to your lad Isaac. I have seen that you fear God. And the Bible says, when he turned to see, he saw a ram caught in the thickets and he removed it and sacrificed it for the Lord. And the prophet says, where did that ram come from? How was it there in the thickets? In the wilderness. Where there are jackals and hyenas and leopards that can easily eat a lamb. God himself provided a sacrifice. That sacrifice was a type of the Lord Jesus Christ. God himself had to condescend and come down and die for you and me. So Abraham called it Jehovah Jireh. 
God himself has provided a sacrifice. And the Bible says, immediately after that, the angel called again the second time and said, Abraham, I have seen your faith. In blessing, I'll bless you. Your seed will be as the stars of heaven and as the sand on the seashore. And your seed will overcome all the gates of the enemy. It will possess every Possessing the gate of the enemy after trial. After God had tried Abraham, then he gives him that promise. Your seed Abraham will possess every day of the enemy. Let the enemy come in any form. Your seed will possess him. Not your natural seed only. But people who have faith like you. Not your descendants. descendants. No. Not your biological seed only. But people who have faith like you. People who will trust me at any cost. People who will have Faith in the royal seed. Which royal seed is the Lord Jesus Christ? God called you and me to have faith in that royal seed. In Jesus Christ, which is the word, which is the pro all the promises of God. That is how we are supposed to walk before Him. By looking at those promises, putting the word before us, just like Abraham put the word before him. And he was perfected. So every seed people who have faith like that one of Abraham will possess all the gates of the Let the enemy come in any magnitude. That seed will possess the gates of the enemy. Amen? Amen. Your seed will possess the gate of the enemy. Abraham believed it. The patriarch stayed true to the promise. And he gave the promise that your seed because you've believed my word and regardless of what the circumstances your seed shall possess the gate of its enemy. Amen? Amen. Why? Every enemy that will come up as a figure against Abraham the enemy of she's too old the enemy of she's too old 
I'm too old. All this and everything else. He still stayed right true to the promise. Now, man that possesses that faith still will take God's word regardless of the circumstances. Now, if you can't do that, then you are not Abraham's seed. If you can't have such faith as what Abraham had, then there then you are not the seed of Ibrahim, of Abraham. Brother sister. Brother sister. God wants us to die. God will test us. God will try us. The Bible says that every son, every child that comes to God. tried and tested. God will allow the devil to dangle a woman before you and then see your reaction. Are you going to fall by that woman? God will put you in a position a responsibility where there is a lot of money. He can make you a procurement officer of a very big company where there is too much money. And you are free to inflate to Prices, maybe something price, then you write another price. If you bought it at 5 million, you can even decide to write 20 million. It's a matter of signing. Just a matter of signing. After all, you are the procurement officer. He will allow all sorts of tests. Do you know? That sin is very appealing. You look at a very beautiful woman. As what happened to Joseph. He was a minister. In the house of uh, Potiphar. And in there was a beautiful woman who was very beautiful. That was uh, the, uh, that She's man's young. wife. She's beautiful. And she suggests herself. That was a very great tem uh, temptation. To an extent that she wanted even to grab Joseph and force him. But Joseph had to run away from Yusuf that place. He looked at his God. I gave my life to Christ. I gave my life to Jehovah. I cannot disappoint him. However attractive this thing is. Never, never, never. And let me tell you, brother, sister, God, you'll have no excuse to say that this one was too, too hard for me. God will bring witnesses. 
Look at my servant Joseph. He was tried. But he overcame. So there is no temptation that is too high. God is looking at you and me to overcome. And he who overcomes and overcome is the one that God will bless. Amen? Amen. So he will test us. He will try us. Abraham was tested. Abraham was tried. And after overcoming, God was so happy. Your seed will possess the gate of its enemies. Amen? Amen. Now, man that possesses that faith still God at his word regardless of the circumstances. That's the faith that Abraham had. And that is the faith that God expects from all of us. We should be dead in Christ. God will test you. He will try you. One time the disciples, Jesus asked the disciples, what do people say that the son of man is? And the disciples told him, some people say you are Elias. Others say you are Jeremiah. Others say you are John the Baptist. Others say you are one of the prophets. But he said you. Um, this question is posed to you. Tell me, what do you say that I am? What do people say that I am? And then after some time, Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus turned and looked at him. He said, Peter, you are Kephas. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my father in heaven has revealed this to you. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against me. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against And the prophet says, that rock is a revelation. It is a revelation by God himself. Peter Flesh and blood has not revealed me, but my father in heaven. It is the Holy Spirit that revealed Peter. This one was the Messiah. This one was Christ. And Jesus said, upon this Christ, God revealing himself to an individual. God 
revealed himself to Abraham. And Abraham caught that revelation. And he walked with it. Just like the prophet said, he caught that voice. He walks with that voice. He got a vision of that Jehovah. Praise be to God. God, he builds his church on that revelation. And even the gates of hell cannot prevail it. How did Abel, Abel, uh, Abel get, know, get to know of sacrificing a lamb? And yet Cain had sacrificed fruits and vegetables and pumpkins and so forth. And Cain's uh, sacrifice was rejected. But God was very happy. The prophet says God revealed to Abel the sacrifice to give. How did Ruth no, that the God of Naomi is the true God. The God of Naomi has all the blessings. My husband has died. I have to cling to the God of Naomi. Maybe she, turned, uh, she thought that the gods, our gods, the gods that have, uh, we have served, the God of my parents, are all fake. Those are fake gods. The God of this woman is the true God. It was a revelation by God himself. And the Bible says, when time came for Naomi to go back home, she clung to Naomi. She said, I will go with you. Your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die. Your people will be my people. Where you are buried, I will be buried. She had a revelation of that God. How did Moses forsake all the pleasures of the royalty of Pharaoh's palace? And decide to go and become a mad dabba like the rest of his brethren. God revealed to him. Upon that rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against him. But do you know, just like you got that revelation, just as like you. You see, brethren, we are not here by chance. I mean, we are not here by chance. God gave us that revelation. Then you understood 
that this is the true God. This is the right message. My late brother, uh, the one we buried of recent, he was a very genuine person. He loved God with all his heart. He had accepted him. Even he served. He was buried by bishops. A bishop of Ancore diocese. He's the one who came and preached on his funeral. I tried as much as possible to share with him this message. When we were starting the, the ministry in Barara, rather than Kabale, I mean a Kabale, he was lecturing in Kabale University. I told Brother Gideon, when you go there, I have a brother there. Go to Joshua's place, he will take care of you. When he reached there, I believe he also preached to him. So, Towards his death, Pastor told me, Go to Joshua. Try again. <laughs> Try this message. I went and talked to him, and he was, you know, he had started losing strength, and he could not even understand very well. You see? But he didn't catch this. Brother, sister, this one takes a revelation from God himself. It takes God. So we are not here by chance. If you are a true seed of Abraham, you are not here by chance. God revealed to you that there is a day that is coming, a great and dreadful day, that this message of the hour is the only lifeline that you have. It's the only escaping route that will help you escape that day. So you got a revelation. That's how these people got a revelation. Upon this rock, I will build my church. But do you know that after revealing himself to you, still he will test you? Praise Abraham. As how he tried uh, Abraham. He first tries you. Then, then he gives you the promise. Praise be to God. He tried Abraham for 25 years. And after he had received that promise. I believe that boy was a youthful boy. Maybe the age of 13, 12. God tells him to go and sacrifice But Abraham overcame that he revealed himself to Ruth. But I believe Ruth was tested. Because I believe that journey she walked. All they were from Moab. Moab. Up to Canaan land. I believe it was not a simple journey. Maybe it was a far away place. Maybe so many kilometers. From here maybe to around Kisoro. She had to walk. 
with mother-in-law. And I believe she was not used to walking long distances. She nights along the way until she reached that place. She had a revelation. She had to cling to that revelation in spite of the tests along the way. And the Bible says that when she reached there, her mother-in-law Naomi started giving her instruction. Go to, we have a kinsman who is so close to us. Boaz. Go and glean in his field. She took every instruction of Naomi. She was tested. She gleaned in the hot sunshine. Praise be to God. And she took every instruction from Naomi. Do you know that when you take the whole word that God gives you, will entitle you to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Total obedience to the instructions of God will give you the Holy Ghost. Ruth took all the instructions from her mother-in-law and no wonder after that she was redeemed. She was married by Boaz. A very wealthy man. She forgot all the suffering Brother, sister, you'll be tried. You'll be Look at Job. Brother Jacob. I'm Jacob. 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 Got a revelation. That the birthright. Is the only thing. Of importance in his life. And him being a supplanter, he did whatever it took to get that But do you know that after getting it, it became a thorn in the flesh? Because his brother Esau swore the moment my father dies I will kill him. He had to run to exile. He went through the wilderness. He walked a long distance, I believe. Reached somewhere. Slept in the wilderness. Where there were lions roaring and all this and that. He was lonely. God trying him and testing him. And God appears to him. I am the, the, the God of your fathers. The God of Abraham. This land that you are lying on. I will give it to you. And your seed. Amen. He has a revelation. But God is testing he reaches Laban's place. He has to labor for seven years. Waking up early. 
taking care of Laban's flock for seven years. And then after that, he is deceived as he also deceived. And then he has to labor for more seven years. God trying him and testing him. He reaches a moment whereby he's supposed to meet Esau. And there he's too stressed. God trying him and testing him. But finally, he transforms his life. Every child, every son, daughter that comes to God will be tried and tested. But after passing that test, just like Abraham passed the test, then God will declare your seed will possess the gate of the enemy. We sing in that song, Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true. God will test you. Be a sanctuary, holy, tried and true. He'll use any method to make sure that you are a true child. And after passing that test, then he will declare, then there you are able to possess all the gates of the enemy. Brother Branham preached a sermon, time tested memorials. Praise be to God. And in that message, he talks about how there was an advert of building a contract of building a bridge. That bridge was supposed to be built in Australia. On a certain bay. I think it is Sydney. And it had a lot of money. They were paying so handsomely. And different engineers all over the world they came for that contract. From the states, from everywhere. Because it had a lot of money on it. But all the engineers who came and asked when they looked at that contract they said it is impossible. That bridge cannot be built. Because beneath where they want us to construct it, there is sifting sand. Quick sand. So it is impossible. You can't put materials there. Whichever engineer would come, whichever contractor would come, even if there is too much money on it, it is impossible. 
But the prophet says, there was a young man from UK. A man of reputation. He came. He looked at where they are supposed to build it. He did a lot of survey around. And he got tubes. Push them down there. And he realized that beneath that quicksand, there are rocks. And he went and told the mayor of the city. And he said, I am able to build a And all the engineers, and they, they just laughed and mocked. You can't. Impossible. Impossible. And the prophet says he started embarking on the work. Amen. Amen. And finally, he succeeded. Hear what the prophet is saying. Time tested memorials of God. He says, after a while, a young architect from up in England came down, famous man, reputable man, and a good reputation. Oh, I like that. I like a man with a reputation. Oh, you don't have to be a big man. You can be a pauper that lives in an alley and have a reputation far better than a potentate. A pauper. Amen. He says, absolutely. You don't have to be rich. This man, he went down there with a wonderful reputation. He looked the, the situation over. Uh, he looked the situation of He walked the banks for a few days. He walked the banks for a few days. He studied it. He tested. And he sounded. He looked around. After a while, he went to the mayor of the city. And he said, I will take the job. Why he said, sir, you know what you are taking? He said, I thoroughly understand. He said, well, this great architect says American architects and architects from all over the world. Bridge builders. They have come here. And they are afraid of the job. And he said, but sir, I'm not afraid of the job. I will take it. Amen. Amen. And then he went over. And he got around it. 
and he got the very best architects that he could find. The best scientists. The best equipment. He sent away and got steel from his for his bridge. Amen. Amen. When he did it, he would not put one piece of steel, not even one bolt, until it was scientifically tested to see if there was any blows in it. Or maybe to see if there was any little air holes where in the foundry where they made it and where they molded it. To see if it was tested right. Amen? Amen. The prophet says, after realizing that there were rocks beneath, he pushed their pipes and he blew all the quicksand and he realized there were rocks and he got nuts and bolts after thoroughly trying them after testing them to make sure that they will stand the test and then after that every material that he used he tested it over and over again to make sure that it cannot fail. Then after that, he started his building. He constructed that bridge and finally he completed it. And after completing it, time came for commissioning. Amen. And when that time came, all other engineers and architects who had tried all over the world, they just left him to scorn. They said, this thing can't. Just vibrations. We'll make it sink to the bottom of the sea. And when time came for commissioning, he called very many people. All those architects came from afar. They came to see this man's idea flopping. This man's work being drained People from all over Australia were around. And they told him, be the first one just to work on it. And the man smartly walked. And he didn't sink. They said, okay, get a car and drive on it. He drove on it. There were rails Wario, um, on the sides. Rails, Engudo. Engudo is that like a railway. Amen? Amen? A railway on the sides because it was supposed to even to carry a train. 
Friend. And he told the mayor of the city, get very heavy locomotives. Bring all those heavy machines. All the media was there. Covering that. And they brought those locomotives. And they drove them along that bridge. And the bridge was successful. And that man got a hefty lump sum of money. He was a man of reputation. And the prophet says, look at that man. If he managed to do that, what about the great architect? The Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't he able to build his church? Amen. He's more than able. Upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will never prevail against it. He tries. He tests. Every material that he will put there in his church, he will try it, he will test it. To make sure it can withstand. Amen. Amen. Oh, what a memorial. What a reputation. If he went to that much trouble to be sure that the bridge would be safe. How much trouble you think God went to to be sure this church would be safe. Yes, sir. Amen. He says, oh, blessed be to the Lord. Blessed be to the Lord. That's the reason that there is a heaven to go to. That's the reason we can have a reputation as Christians. We know what material is in this building. That's right. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ. Is in this building. That's right. His stained blood has washed away all sins. He took me from the alleys of hell. And made me his servant. He's talking about himself. Then I believe in him. So I pass from death to life. And every believer. He has done that. Because they have confidence. And they, they have confidence and they believe in this great builder. And this great architect. There is a memorial. 
to the death of Christ. That is his church. Some people don't want to leave it. Some people will. But it is a testing time. God is testing people. Today for his memorial. Brother, sister, God revealed himself to you. You are not here by chance. It is his grace. It was his grace that revealed no this message unto you. And then you know that there is one God and that is our Lord Jesus Christ. You knew that the right baptism is in that name. You knew that you ought to dress modesty. It is God who revealed to you. But that one is not enough. He's supposed to test you. Because he's a great architect. People are mocking. When they they look at us with our failures, because we are in faith and all this and that, but Jesus promised, I'm coming to take a church without spot, without wrinkle, and he will make sure that that church is there. Because he said, heavens and earth shall pass away. But my word shall never pass. So he will make sure that church is there. And the prophet is telling us, it is testing time. God is testing the materials. That great architect, the Lord Jesus Christ, is testing the materials that will construct this church. Amen? Amen. God is testing people today for his memorials. A lot of times, a lot of times, people say, oh, I'm so tempted. Blessed be the name of the Lord for the temptations. When I'm weak, then I'm strong, said Paul. Every son that cometh to God must first be tried and tested. And these testings are more sweeter to you and dearer to you than precious gold. It is testing time. Amen? Amen. It is testing time. You could be wondering, Lord, they have prayed for me, but this sickness is not going. I'm the one who suffers this upon this. Why me, Lord? Brother, sister, it is testing time. God is building his church. Thank God that you are that material identified by the Lord. How does he identify by revealing 
Upon this rock, he identifies by mysteries. Because the mysteries are the ones that catch the brain. So let God test you. Let Him try you. Oh Lord, I've been prayed for. Maybe God wants to try you to put some patience or wrong suffering in you. To put a patience in you. To put some wrong suffering in you. To put some endurance. The Bible says in James 1.1, I think, Count yes. it so all joy. When you are faced with diverse temptation. For the trying of your faith. Worketh patience. And let patience have her perfect work. That you may be found entire. Lacking nothing. Let patience have her perfect work that you may be able to overcome all the gates of the enemy. Brethren, it is testing time. He says, long years ago, before they had smelters, they used to take that gold and how they would know how it was right or not. And all the sludge is out of it. And all the iron pyrite that is fool's gold. The beaters beat it. Amen. Amen. The beaters beat it and they beat it and they turned it. And they beat it and then they turned it. Until the beater would see his reflection in the gold. That's the way God does to his church. He gives you trial after trial. Test after test. Trial after trial. Test after test. Until the life of Christ is reflected in your life. Until you become peaceful, sober, Meek, gentle, humble, ready, submissive, willing to turn your head on the things of the world. And looking straight to Calvary. To the one who is doing the beating. Many times you think it is too strange. Because fire trials and sicknesses and persecutions. It's only done 
to test you. To get the dirt out of you. To get the sledge out of you. To get the slowness out of you. To wake you up to the place where you can look and see the reflection. The reflection of Christ. Christ in you the hope of glory. Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against Upon the revelation that he gave you just like the revelation he gave Abraham of who he is to him I will build my church and the gates of hell will never, never prevail against Abraham, because you have offered your only son, whom you love so much, Isaac, I have seen that you love me. And your seed will possess the gate of their enemies. After God has tried you and tested you after electing you, he will try you, he will test you. Because he's, he's trying to put up a memorial. He will beat you the prophet has told us until he sees his reflection. Paul said we are written epistles seen of all men. God wants you to be a written epistle. And that one will not just come in a simple way. God has to try you and test you until he gets that reflection. And then when you overcome you become a true seed of Abraham the father of the faithful one. Possessing the gate of the enemy after trial. Are you ready for that testing time? Are you ready to be tried and tested? Do you know that you are part of that pride? It is his grace that revealed this one to you. But he desires one thing from us to walk before him and be perfect. Let us forsake everything. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us. Let us run our race looking unto Jesus, the author. He's the one who authored your salvation. He's the one who is sustaining you in this salvation. He's the one who will accomplish it. He says here, the promise of Abraham was that his seed, now his royal seed, as I told you a while ago, 
And this seal that he gave Abraham, this seal that he gave Abraham was a seal of promise. And the royal seed, according to Ephesians 4.30, is sealed by the Holy Ghost. After they have stood the test. And the prophet says, try to think of it. Praise be to God. Abraham. God gave him a sign. What was that sign? It was a sign of circumcision. He told Abraham, every child that you get, you will circumcise him. And even your servants. And you yourself. And the prophet said, that sign, it is a sign of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Cutting off that extra flesh. And when God fills us with the Holy Ghost, after trying us and testing us, he seals us once and once for all. And he will never seal you. The baptism of the Holy Ghost, it is a sign that God has endorsed your faith. God has and tried and checked here and there. And then he sees that this one is worthy. Then he endorses your faith. Amen? Amen. He has to try you and test you. To be sure you are the right material for his church. Amen? Amen. And the royal seed, according to Ephesians 4.30, is sealed by the Holy Ghost. After trying you, he seals you. Grieve not the Holy Ghost. Ephesians 4.30 To which you are sealed until the day of your redemption. And the prophet says the Holy Ghost tests us. The Holy Ghost is an inspector. And the prophet was saying, giving an, an illustration that is just like when you are at the railroad or maybe at the railway station. They will get a lot of luggage and, you know, cargo boxes they will park them in the railway wagon. And they will make sure each one is, is leaning against the other. 
spaces in between. So that when they are being transported, they don't ram against each other. They make sure there are no gaps. And then the inspector will check then after making sure they are well packed, you will get a seal and put it on the wagon. And that seal will be broken at the last destination where that cargo is going. And Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, tests us. an inspector. Before he packs us for that initial day, that final day, he will test your life. How is his tongue, her tongue? Is he or she lose tongued? How is her prayer life, his prayer life? How does he take my word? Does he value fellowship? He checks every area. Then after that, he endorses. He puts a seal. And there, the gate of hell will never prevail. He goes on to say, many think they've got the Holy Ghost. Many claim to have the Holy Ghost. Many can show many evidences and signs of it. But still, if it can't stay with this word, it's not the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Many claim they received. Amen? Amen. Many claim they got evidences. They failed. They got experience. But if they cannot stay with the word. Brother, sister, if you cannot stay with this message. The message of the hour. And you are quickly to shift from it. Then check your experience. Because that is the test that the prophet is giving us. How do you take that word? That word is Christ himself. That word is the word of the great architect who is building his church. How do you take it? May the Lord help us. We are here to be tried and tested. Thank God 
He loved you and me. And he called us out. And he revealed himself to us. It is a sign that he loves us. He's working on us. Trial upon trial. Just like he tested Abraham. He has to test you. He has to try you. Just like he tested Job. And all the cloud of witnesses. That's how he will test you and me. He's building his church. The great architect is building his church. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will never prevail against it. We have a sure ground and that ground is the ground of the word. That solid rock. Just like that architect. Dug down and reached that bottom of the sea. And realized there are rocks there. And he started building. Jesus is that rock. And he's the great architect. He's the great engineer. He's the one who is building his church. And he's building his church upon the rock. Which rock is he himself? And he'll try it. He will test it to make sure the gates of hell will never prevail against it. Let the devil come in any magnitude as long as you are that material. He will never prevail. God bless you so much. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sun. All other ground is sinking sun. My hope is built on nothing less. Than Jesus' blood and righteousness, I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. Whom Christ, the soul, I stand. All other ground is sinking sun. All other ground is sinking sun. When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging rest in every heart and stormy gale my anchor holds within the veil whom Christ the soul let 
Kaistan, oh, the ground, he's sinking sun. Oh, the ground, he's sinking sun. His oath, his cool vein, and his blood support me. So he stand all the ground, he sinking sun. All the ground, he sinking sun. When he shall come with trumpet sound. this alone faultless to stand before the throne in Christ the soul the true I stand oh the ground the sinking sun He's the only sure ground. That rock that was smitten for us. is Christo. And the poet is saying here. That Lord when you come. Let me be found. Dressed in your own righteousness. Not in my own righteousness, but your own righteousness. And that righteousness will only come through tests and trials. He already knew you before the foundation of the world. He selected you as a material to build his church. But he has to try that material through tests and trials to make sure that his image is reflected in you and me, his church. It is testing time. God is trying us. He's testing us for his memorial that great church. Banta we 
Ask him to let his fire burn on in your life. Ask him to try you and test you and prepare you for that testing day because there is that day that is coming whereby nothing else will pass other than the righteousness of God the holiness of God are you ready for that day? ask him to prepare you ask him to help you ask him to take away that slothfulness and that indifference out of you ask him to purify you to make you holy like him because he's more than able to do that